And we will call the regular meeting of the Calaveras County Planning Commission to order and get started with the Pledge of Allegiance, please. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Do we have any staff announcements? Amber? Uh, I do not have any new announcements uh, to make. <laughs> Thank you. Or agenda changes while you're there. <laughs> None. None. Do we have anyone who has signed up to provide public comments? No, we just have the applicant. Great. Okay, then we'll take a look at the consent agenda, which consists of the approval of minutes from August 26th. Does any member of the commission have any corrections, comments? I move that we accept the minutes of August 26th. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Uh, so I abstain because it was Exactly. Here. Passes three with one abstention and one absent. Commissioner Parker is not here today. And then that brings us to the regular agenda. Item 2021-034, Plan Development Permit for White Pines Leasing Incorporated. And I think Mr. Pitt is should be... Indeed. Here I am. Up. There, yeah, there you are. Thank you. Uh, back again with another plan development permit. Um, as you said, project 2021-034 is an application for a plan development permit for White Pines Leasing Incorporated. Um, I'm going to share my screen here. description. Uh, the applicant is requesting approval of a plan development permit to reconstruct a 40 by 45 garage slash shop in the same relative footprint um, of a similar one that had been previ that had previously existed on the parcel and was destroyed by a storm and subsequently demolished and hauled away by the applicant. Um, the parcel in question is on C2PD, General Commercial Plan Development. And of course, the PD combining zone requires a permit for any construction or installation that may have an effect on the aesthetics of the parcel or the surrounding area. As we all know, the PD permit is not the final review of all of the structural requirements of, for the project. Um, that review is part of the building permit process and is the jurisdiction of the county and building department. Plan development permit, plan development review is a review of the concept of the project to ensure that the proposed structure will be compatible with the aesthetic character of the parcel and the surrounding parcels, as well as the C2 zoning regulations and the county general plan. Uh, the proposed structure in this project is merely just the replacement of a building that had been destroyed and demolished by the applicant. 
the project is located at 960 East Highway 4 in Arnold. Uh, coincidentally, right next door to the parcel that we just approved the plan development permit for at our last meeting. Um, the parcel is the home of Evitz Pass Gas Services in Arnold. Here we have the aerial view of the parcel taken in May of 2018. As you can see in the center of the picture, the red arrow is pointing at the building that no longer exists on the parcel, uh, which is the one that the applicant is wanting to replace. Um, project analysis. Uh, there are several existing commercial structures on the parcel, including a commercial gas station, a convenience store, three additional storage and garage buildings, commercial office building, three boat bulk propane storage tanks, and six underground gasoline and diesel storage tanks. The gas station, convenience store, professional offices, and accessory structures are all permitted by right in C2 zone, and the propane storage use was established before our county zoning code existed. Um, the building that the applicant is proposing to rebuild is a storage garage, which, as I mentioned, is a permitted accessory structure in the C2 zone. Here we have the proposed building site. On the left, there is a picture of what the um, what the site looked like in 2015. That's the building that was destroyed and demolished. And on the right is how the site looks presently. Um, obviously, the building is gone. They put some fencing up to cordon off the area. Um, here we have the site plan for the project. As you can see, the location of the new 40 by 45 metal building is near the center of the parcel, almost exactly where the previous building was located. Um, I don't have any renderings of the actual building itself, the proposed building. Uh, plans that were submitted by the applicant to our office do describe the details of the proposed storage garage. As I mentioned, it's 40 by 45 in measurement, um, which is roughly the same size as the old building. Um, the exterior walls of the building will be an ash gray color to match um, the existing buildings on the parcel. And the roof will be more of a charcoal gray, uh, which also matches the existing buildings as closely as possible. Um, the building will have two overhead doors in the front, and I believe one in the back along with a walkout door. Um, either on the side or in the back. And as I said, the dimensions of the proposed building are 40 by 45, and the building will be just over 20 feet tall at its peak, which is consistent with the other buildings on the parcel. Um, the plan development combining zone has seven key performance standards that must be met in order to meet the findings for approval. This particular project presents a unique situation where the applicant is proposing to replace a building um, that had previously existed in roughly the exact same footprint, making many of the performance standards simply not applicable to this project. The first standard, of course, is landscaping. Um, because this isn't an expansion of use, and it's really just a continuation of a use that was briefly interrupted by the collapse of the building, um, no new landscaping will be required for the project. The existing landscaping, natural vegetation, such as it is um, on the parcel will remain. 
and none of it will be disturbed by this project. The next standard of design structures is really the only one that's applicable in this case. Um, the applicant has stated that the proposed building will match the existing buildings on the parcel as closely as possible with a light gray exterior and a darker gray roof. The height of the building is just over 20 feet, similar to all the other buildings on the property, making it compatible with its surroundings. Um, standards C, D, and E um, are either not applicable to the project or there are no proposed additions by the applicant. Uh, refuse storage is not applicable in this case. Screening, everything around it is on C2, um, PD, and there's some C2 to the east of the parcel, so um, screening is not required. It's only required when it abuts um, residential zoning. No proposed signs for the building, so that one also is not applicable. And of course, mechanical and rooftop devices, there were none on the plans, so I don't believe there are any proposed at this time. Um, similar to standard A, standard G, dealing with access and parking doesn't really apply to the project, because as we discussed, the proposed project is not an expansion of use, but a continuation of a previous use. The access to the parcel does not change, and the reconstruction of this building does not require the addition of more parking spaces. As I mentioned, um, surrounding zoning is almost entirely C2PD. The only C2 is across um, across the street there, um, and it's just plain C2. Um, there are a couple commercial businesses over there. I believe there's a restaurant, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, those are the only only zoning in the entire area down through there. General plan consistency. Um, general plan land use designation for the parcel is community center, which provides for a mix of commercial and residential uses, such as service and retail businesses, both of which are located on the parcel in question with the propane service business and the retail component of the gas station and convenience store. And a storage garage is permitted accessory use to both of those. The proposed project is consistent with the general plan land use policy, 5.9, which encourages the renovation and reuse of underutilized parcels. In this case, the reconstruction of a building that was previously existed provides far more utility of the parcel than a vacant spot where the building used to be. Um, no expansion of use or change of use being proposed for the existing permitted uses of the parcel and per sequel guidelines a notice of exemption has been prepared by staff. The project is sequel exempt per section 15302B uh, which allows for the replacement or reconstruction of an existing structure or facility where the new structure will be located on the same site as the structure replaced in substantially the same purpose and capacity. In this case, the structure being proposed will be nearly exactly on the same site as the structure being replaced, and it will have exactly the same purpose and capacity. In conclusion, uh, the proposed storage garage is a permitted accessory structure to the permitted existing commercial uses on the parcel. As stated, the design of the building will be compatible with the existing structures and is basically a direct replacement of the building that was previously on the parcel that was destroyed and demolished. And the proposed project is consistent with the county general plan and the applicable county zoning code sections. Any questions?
I'd just like to commend you on the uh, completeness of your analysis. Um, you know, this is uh, um, going to be an easy one for me to decide in favor of, but you did Thank all you. the necessary uh, grunt work to, uh, to get us to where we can vote on it, and I thank you for it. That's my job. I've got a couple questions. Yeah, go ahead. The resolution refers to attachment A and project plans, but I don't see one. I see a new replacement metal building for Evans Pass Gas, but it's not connected to the resolution. And the second question is, um, you did put on the screen what the colors are supposed to be, but I don't see any place in here where the colors are specified. Should that be part of it? I'm sorry, was that where the colors are specified? The colors of the building, I think it was. Yes. Um, charcoal gray it, and gray. It does include it in the full site plan, um, or actually the full building plans, the detailed building plans that I didn't include in your packets. Um, it's written really small in the, in the margins of the, the plans. It does say charcoal gray and ash gray. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry I didn't include that in there. I didn't, I didn't have a full rendering of the project or of the of the building, so um, I tried to do the best I could there, and I didn't really even. I noticed the colors late, and that's why I included them in my presentation. And tried to tried to at least tell you what the colors were going to be. But yeah, I can include that anywhere in the resolution that you like. Or just attach those building plans, yeah, mention absolutely. them as an attachment to the resolution. Yeah, it, it was a, it's 40 pages of building plans. That, yeah, um, no. Have all, yeah. How about just the it elevation or something? Yeah. Well, and then one of the next half mill all those out. We don't need 40 pages, but no. I think if, it can, if one of the criteria here is appearance, yeah. colors have to do with the appearance and they ought to be specified. Yeah, I, I was going to suggest even just the manufacturer, fabricator of the buildings, brochure or something that we, with the colors marked on it, anything attached that would. Yeah, yeah I've got, do we like really said, need an attachment or can we just include it in the, in the narrative? That yeah, that's the fine too. applicant has provided uh, specifications that include the colors being such and such, like in paragraph yep. three, I guess. I think the bottom line is that we don't have any concerns really. We're just trying to make sure that the record reflects that we looked at the aesthetic issues. Absolutely. <laughs> what about your attachment question? Well, there should be an attachment A to the resolution if it says there's one. Yes. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, one last question that's not exactly relevant, but it might be. What, what fees are required of people to get one of these plan development permits. What's the, what's the use of requiring people no, to plan? No, what was the fee? The fee. Um, I want to say around $2,500. Um, I don't remember exactly. I think it's been between 2000 and 2500 I don't have it up on my screen right now. If somebody could help me out. Does, does that include a fee to appear before the commission? I, I can see where you're headed, and I'm headed in the same place. So I was going to talk about it after we take care of this item. 
I'm just trying to get some facts. So, plan development fee with the minor exemption is $2,418. Um, new construction that is not otherwise exempt from CEQA is $5,491 application fee. Thank you, Gina. Welcome. That's all the questions I have. Commissioner Henderson, was your, did you have comments? No, I uh, answered during the presentation. I have one comment, and that that I would be more comfortable if we struck exact wherever it occurs, just because we're not really requiring them to have it be the exact to the half inch replication of the previous building. So if we just said it was substantially the same size and substantially the same location, right. that's it. But I noticed, I believe that Dean is on the line, I'm thinking representing Ebbets Pass Gas. So I'm wondering if the applicant would like to speak at all. Um, you guys hear me? We can. Okay. Yeah. No. I um. I don't have any uh, questions or comments. I would like to say the um, the C two zoning that Tim was referring to to the east of the parcel, um, I believe, is where the Ace Hardware and the Arnold Post Office is. That's right. Um, yeah. And um, I can certainly provide color swatches. Um, if the commission, I mean, that's really all I have. You know, Tim, Tim and I talked about this previously. I don't, that's all I have for the colors. Uh, it's kind of as close as we can get to what's existing there, Kelly, more colors on the rest of the building. I, I don't know that we need any additional documents. I think just a reference that the to what the colors are that have been specified in the resolution is gonna take care of our concerns, right guys? Yep. Yep. Thank you. No, I have a question. Oh. There are several questions for the applicant. Uh, while the staff report is quite detailed, I was looking at the application itself and it seems to me it's it's a very lazy application that left a lot of work to the staff. Um, didn't even put in the existing general plan designation. It didn't even check about the uh, archaeological, paleontological, or historical uh, events. Um, didn't describe the existing natural features of the property. <laughs> and most appropriately, especially in your comments about the hardware store, did not fill in the, uh, the blanks for uh, describing the existing land uses, uh, north, south, east, west, they're all blank. Uh, and on the next page, in answer to the question, will there be any potentially hazardous materials or toxic substances, flammables or explosives used, stored, manufactured or disposed of at the site? The answer is no on the application. This is a propane gas company. 
storage, propane storage tanks are all over the place. Um, there's a bunch of blank questions, uh, or questions with blank answers uh, following that. It just seems to me that uh, if you're going to pay $2,400 a fee, uh, you should take the time to fill out an application so that the, uh, the staff has a chance to uh, build upon that instead of coming up with all their own uh, approaches. What, what was in your mind when you did this application? Um, frankly, I wasn't uh, even prepared to complete the application when I did. And I went through it with staff there um, at the county facility. Um, in regard to the propane storage issue, the, the garage, the demolished garage, is not used to house any um, flammable explosives, propane. It's, it's basically a vehicle and part storage building. Yeah. But then later on, you say, uh, will all proposed uses be confined within a building? No. If no, describe what the act activities will not be in its operation of existing propane service business. Um, anyhow, uh, I would suggest if you're ever involved in filing another application that you'd file a complete one. I'm going to say that I suspect he came in to the counter and because our staff are really lovely and helpful that they went through it with him. He filled out what he needed to fill out and they said, yeah, we'll take care of the rest of it. Tim can probably respond to that. That is likely what happened. I didn't take the application okay. myself, um, but yeah, there's there are some things that that we do offer to take care of. Um, you know, often applicants the, the aren't really the, familiar with the kinds of questions or the right way to answer those questions. And I appreciate that I have seen the staff really bend over backwards to help people. It's not always an easy process to navigate, so we try to help as much as we can. Are there any other questions for the applicant? None for me, no. Okay. And I, do we have any member of the public? No. So no comments from the public, so we will close the public comment portion of this hearing and bring it back to the commission for further discussion or recommendations. I'll have some suggestions as far as the resolution goes. Sure. Um, first, eliminate the, the reference in the last whereas about public testimony presented in writing and at the meeting. Um, and then in the uh, first paragraph of the resolution itself, um, there's The, when you look at the guidelines for 15302B, why it specifically says the replacement of a commercial structure with a new structure of substantially the same size, purpose, and capacity uh, is exempt. Um, there's no need for us to get into the question of whether uh, we are replacing an existing structure, since the structure has been torn down. Uh, and demolished, 
it, you know, there could be an argument that it's not an existing structure we're replacing. So I'd suggest in that paragraph one that we eliminate all the uh, um, all of that paragraph starting with the first use of replacement uh, down to and through the limited to uh, colon and just leave replacement of a commercial structure with a new structure of substantially the same size, purpose, and capacity. Is exempt. Not a complete sentence. No, that's <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, no, it, it is exempt. It's, it's, it's not the first. Mm -mm. Mm. Where, where, yeah, there where, we go. Where do you want it? Yeah. Commissioner Laddish, if I may, I just wanted to read. So 15302, that exemption um, reads as follows. This class two consists of replacement or reconstruction of existing structures and facilities where the new structure will be located on the same site as the structure replaced and will have substantially the same purpose and capacity as the structure replaced, including but not limited to. And then, um, and then one of the options is replacement of a commercial structure with a new structure of substantially the same size, purpose, and capacity. So the entire exemption is worded the way that Mr. Pitt had put it in there, and then he added the subsection that would apply under 15302. Okay, so that would but raises the question of uh, are we dealing, and I'm, I'm fully in favor of granting this. <laughs> Uh, approving the resolution, but the raises the question, are we talking about the replacement of an existing structure when that structure no longer exists? Well, just strike the word existing. Exactly. Well, that's what I was thinking. Well, that's, in the, that's in the regulation. That's why I was proposing what I was proposing. I, I, my read again, I mean, you can read it differently. I haven't looked at the case law on this because I wasn't aware that it would become controversial, but the, um, the replacement, I, I believe that replacing an existing structure can be accomplished in one of many ways in each of the subsections under that exemption gives examples of what counts as replacing an existing structure. And I think that the selection of replacement of a commercial structure with a new structure um, is one of the ways in which the legislature and this regulation intended I, to um, count structures that don't exist. I mean, I don't think the fact that it was destroyed in a storm um, before we made a CEQA exemption for it would necessarily I, take the building out I don't of think that's what he's saying, Julie. I he's was, just... I was his, trying to his, avoid the question. He's worried about the accuracy of using the term existing in the sentence when it's an existing, previously damaged and demolished structure. So okay. I, I don't really have any concern because I think it's very clear within the context of the entire document. So I, yeah. I, I, I'm going to... Defer to my our other picky <laughs> reader <laughs> over there. I would uh, either leave it the way it is or just strike the word existing. It doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. But existing is in the regulation. Uh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm good with whatever the commission wants. Yeah, I, th I think we're okay with leaving it alone. Okay. Yeah, leave it alone. Next. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> We've, okay. Are we ready to hear the recommendation, or are there any other comments on the resolution? Um, just a comment, not a change, but I don't see where this resolution is requiring that the building be exactly the same as the one. No, I think it, it should be substantially the same. Yeah, I was just looking through it. It was in another section where they they were talking about exactly in exactly the same position. So I, I think it's actually not in the resolution. Okay. Okay. So we are ready. Mr. Pitt. Okay. Um, staff recommends that the Planning Commission approve Resolution 2021-014 um, as amended, approving 2021-034 Plan Development for White Pines Leasing Incorporated. And that as amended includes the, the attachment. The attachment and the, the colors, colors, yes. So moved. A second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Passes on a four. I don't know which order you want these in. One absent. <laughs> yes. Zero abstentions. Thank you very much. Thank you. Congratulations, Tebbets Pass Gas. We'll be happy to see the building go back up. And they really would like a place to park their vehicles, I think. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> okay. Do we have any commissioner reports today? Well, I don't know if this is a commissioner report or not, but I guess I can report that I'm a little concerned about this plan development process. Mm -hmm. And I've got some comments about that. And it's going to wind up with a suggestion that perhaps we ought to have a study session on this matter down the road. You're right on my wavelength on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, these are two of these we've had in a row. And they were triggered by a need to get building permits. And today was to replace a collapsed or demolished structure was substantially the same thing as before. The one on August 26 was to validate, if you will, with a PD permit an already existing stage. And now we learn the fees for these things are over $2,400. And I don't, I haven't seen any controversy about any of these. Um, I wasn't at the last meeting, but I don't see in the minutes that there was any public comment or anything. So I, I have to question whether this PD process should be required at all, or if so, whether it should be changed. And there's a lot I don't know, like where else in the county does this process exist? Um, by what mechanism is it required? What process would have to be followed to get rid of it or modify it? Uh, if it should be modified, how? Should it be an administrative permit? Um, issued by the planning director, and if anybody has a problem with it, they appeal to the planning commission. Um, so, as I say, I, I think this needs to be studied. I think we should have a staff report that lays out where this 
process is required, history of it, purposes of it, any recommendations for streamlining it, making it less, less expensive and less time consuming. It's two or three months from, from doing the application to getting the hearing here. And I mean, I don't mind sitting through these hearings, that's fine. But I think it's a burden on people trying to do things. Um, I'm not seeing so far the benefit commensurate with the burden, the way it's set up. So during my four years, break from the Planning Commission, I actually worked on a committee looking to amend or delete this PD in the Arnold area, the combining zone, and we had a lot of suggestions, but then there was just a lot going on at the time and people's differences of opinion as to how much control they wanted, but there was a lot of agreement that perhaps many of these simple things could be administrative only and handled by the staff and planning director. And so I've been meaning to bring this back up, but we haven't had a permanent planning director, and so I <laughs> hated to ask Amber to take this on well, while we're waiting. So <laughs> it, it might be appropriate for me to intervene at this point. So um, during the general plan update, or I should say the zoning code update, mm -hmm. which we are still um, in the process of, um, we are we have the same concerns that you have, and um, and and the plan development is one of those um, is one of those items that we do need to get direction from the board. So there will be um, further discussion about this um, combining zone, and hopefully soon. Thank you. I was expecting that as part of the zoning. But would it be helpful for this commission to have a study session, get public input, get ideas from people, to assist the board mm -hmm. this comes before them? I think it's going to come back to us when we look at all the zoning with some suggestions and an opportunity for us to talk about it and get input. And But are you... Would you like to do something prior to that? I don't know what the timeline is on that zoning. Well, um, you know, we're still we're still working on it. It's um, it's been a slow process since Peter left, but Amber and I are whittling away um, slowly, but um, but surely we'll get there. Obviously, you know, until we get a director, a full time planning director. Um, there will be a delay in the process, but um, but it's not completely on the back burner. We are still um, revising the drafts that we have before us, and um, it is uh, definitely a priority. I guess the question is, will the plan development question be highlighted as part of the zoning amendment? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that I, th I think. Commissioner Wooster has done a great job of uh, kind of voicing all the concerns that, that arise in this. And, uh, you know, several meetings ago where we had a situation where there were clearly some questions about the, uh, the site map, uh, but it didn't have to do with the aesthetics. Um, and so there we were, um, you know, it, 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 it does seem to be a lot of spinning of wheels. Uh, so would there be value in 
adding this to a future regularly scheduled meeting, just having a, uh, it agendized so that we can have a discussion about it so that we could potentially provide some planning commission feedback to the folks working on the zoning as to what our concerns currently are. Sorry, Gina. <laughs> it well, seems I, might, I have a lot of nodding going on. Sorry, Amber, too. <laughs> I might suggest, I know, you know, obviously we, we're not bringing the zoning code update to you yet, but I would imagine in that process there will be a series of, um, I guess, study sessions with the commission. And with those study sessions, there will be highlighted, you know, key um, issue areas to get um, focused feedback from you guys and I think obviously as Gina said plan development is definitely on the list there and I know um, staff has been challenged with the plan development so they'd be very happy to get the Commission's feedback and support on um, you know addressing that issue and streamlining it and that would be at a point before we are presented with the proposal of what to do about the planning plan development situation Yes. Okay. Does that satisfy you? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you will look we'll see. <laughs> we're looking forward to, to the zoning. I just want to get going on it because to me this is a little different animal yeah. than a, a zoning code update to make it comply with the general plan, it's, it's separate. And it has different issues. It is, but it is as a result of the zoning that we even have this situation. So I think everybody's aware of it. I think everyone's been aware of it for quite some time. <laughs> so, so just know that we'd love to talk about it whenever somebody's ready to talk to us about it and, and solicit some input. Any other commissioner reports? Planning director report? I don't have much more to add other than Gina says this all the time. We're just trying to keep the wheels on the bus, uh, <laughs> um, trying to move forward with still a skeleton crew here. Um, I don't believe we have a meeting on September 23rd. Is that right, Annette? Correct. So Thank we won't you. have a meeting on September 23rd. Um, and then we just wanted feedback from the commission. I know the Board of Supervisors has discussed um, how they want to meet moving forward given um, the uptick in cases and specifically here amongst county employees um, with COVID. If the commission wanted to continue this hybrid where the commission met in person, um, but with the Zoom option, or if the commission would support, if the state allows us um, after September, um, support going fully back to Zoom um, until obviously um, cases until the conditions improve I guess but I just wanted the Commission's feedback on how to move forward with uh, future Commission meetings the only challenge I think with the hybrid is you know you still have staff that has to come in and set up um, you know with just the commissioners there um, but we're happy to do whatever is the pleasure of the commission. I, I would be happy to go back to Zoom because I don't think that our in-person meetings are achieving 
our goal, which was to be able to have a more interactive feel with the public. And it seems like this is creating a lot more work for everybody without actually getting that benefit. But it's but right now, at least, an applicant does have the option to come in in person if they would like to. So uh, it's up to you guys. I prefer in person. I, I prefer the hybrid as well. Well, I think the hybrid. I. I, I hoped that we, well, I hoped that we wouldn't have the surge that we're having on the COVID. Um, I thought, as the chair pointed out, that it's, uh, we were looking forward to having uh, meetings uh, where the public could be present and we would be hearing from uh, more input. I don't, you know, that just is not happening. Um, and I honestly don't really, see the benefit of the of the hybrid meetings except uh, giving the applicant a chance to uh, to appear before us um, so I'm, I, th I think I'm I'm neutral on it uh, yeah, me too so well, I, I think too that recent meetings have not involved matters that were that controversial mm -hmm. so that the public didn't feel the need to show up or comment at all by Zoom or otherwise. Right. So I, I, I think that's absolutely true, so. And I'd, I'd ask the staff, um, assuming we had something where you anticipated public response, how would you set up the seating? I mean, you know, right now all these seats are available to anybody that walks in and they could be sitting next to each other. There's a limit on the number of people, I believe. Yeah, we, we kind of just looked to the county um, and followed their guidance and signage that they have in there. Um, and they did used to have the seating blocked off, but now I believe it's just you, you're required to wear a mask um, or they ask the public to wear a mask when they enter the room. I, you know, and I think if, if we have an item that we know or are expecting a, a significant amount of people, um, we can obviously try to address that and, and accommodate that in the meeting. Yeah, I would suggest that if we're expecting a crowd, that, that we do have spacing uh, between people. I certainly don't want to contribute to the surge problem. Um, I'm, I'm very concerned that we, you know, when we were totally Zoom, uh, we had some very controversial issues, and uh, at least what I expected to be controversial issues, and nobody, there was no or very little public comment. But I do think that uh, uh, I would be very concerned if we, if I looked out at the, uh, at the hearing room and every seat was filled, even if people were wearing masks, because that's certainly not consistent with the, uh, with the current guidelines. Just, just to you know, let, let you know, the county um, is going to follow the Cal OSHA guidelines, whatever those happen to be at the time, I'm not, as I sit here, aware of the exact current status of them, but whatever those happen to be, um, thus far the county has gone along with. And I heard this morning that cases are falling in the valley finally, so we'll probably follow suit. Actually, things are likely to be improving. 
I, who knows? No matter what we do here. Yeah, no matter what we <laughs> what we do. But uh, so right now we don't have anything for two weeks from now. Do we have a sense of what the agenda is going to look like a month from now? I think it's actually five weeks because I think we have a long. What date is that? An extra Thursday this month. Um, so it's October 14th. Yeah, I've got, I've got two items uh, coming. Uh, Maddie's just said that she's got three items on the 14th. I've got two items on the 14th. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything built for the 28th um, unless Tim's got something. Looks like the 14th is going to be a pretty busy uh, meeting. So perhaps we stick with the hybrid for the 14th and see how things look at that point. Now, um, something else to kind of take a look at is um, we've got Veterans Day and um, Thanksgiving that fall on the Planning Commission days for November. So that means we don't have any meetings scheduled in November. So, well, we have plenty of time, I think, to see what's going to happen and what the right thing for us to do. But so does everybody agree that meeting the same in this hybrid setting for the 14th where we have a lot of items? Yeah, and yeah. I would suggest that, w that we think about having anybody who wants to make the, the, the public comment at the start of the meeting can come in. Uh, but then we might limit the audience to the items being discussed. So, you know, a certain item comes up, why the, everybody that's interested in that item could be in the audience. I, I doubt that, I don't think we have anything controversial, so if we had half our seats full, that would be an amazing thing. I think we're likely <laughs> to have five people or six people, right, at most, even if yeah. everybody decided to show up in person. Okay for this particular thing. So if that changed and our agenda had an item that was going to draw well, I, the I don't know about the five items, how controversial they are. Yeah, I just, I'm just based on, I'm just judging by <laughs> Gina's face. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been watching her face for many, many years. So, so I think that we'll have to depend on staff to tell us whether they think an item is likely to bring a lot of people and then we'll have to decide what. Yeah, okay. She doesn't seem to think it's going to be. And we could packed. make that decision the day of. Um. Yeah. Well, and if we have to, we can even split them up, uh, you know, between the 14th and the 28th. I know I have one particular item that could fall down to the 28th if needed, but. Um, you know, I'm not sure uh, what Maddie's got on her schedule. It's, yeah, she said she can she can follow one back to the 28th if necessary. So if you if you prefer that we split them up, you know, we can take three on the 14th and two on the 28th. I prefer to do them all and not delay any applicants mm -hmm. hearing unless there's some some reason to. Yeah, I agree. Right. Well, we don't have all the reports done yet, right? Right, <laughs> <laughs> we understand that. So there might that be other reasons. <laughs> don't do it for us. That's all yeah. we're saying. We'll, we'll deal with whatever the situation is. 
Is okay. there anything else before we adjourn this meeting? We're adjourned. Happy upcoming weekend, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thank you.